I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there. Everything okay? It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century. From I Love Lucy to News Radio, I'm your TV guy, Brett White, and I'm also a senior reporter producer for Decider.com, and we are back i was gonna do more halloween episodes that did not happen so it is now thanksgiving and we're gonna be talking about thanksgiving and this week i am joined by from the ucb theater and baby wants candy amber petty hello amber hello thank you for having me (laughs) thank you for uh pitching this episode at the exact right time because i needed a thanksgiving episode and you came to the rescue (laughs) oh well that's a nice way to think of it it's better to think of it that way than i bothered you until you had me on the show which is how i sometimes think of it i I welcome it i welcome it at this point (laughs) well i mean and i i I feel bad for all my i haven't done an episode since i think first week of october listen listeners did y'all i'm sure all the listeners know that the last two weeks have been uh thoroughly insane yeah i mean in case again if you're you're coming back to this you know years from now it's 2025 and you're like ah this thanksgiving let's get in tune with bewitched and brett white remember it was um one of the worst weeks ever in a in a year of horribleness we just managed to hit new heights new heights and then it was bad it was and but then it was also the flip side was like the best saturday i've had in four years <laughs> that's true <laughs> it, it was but it was still like 48 hours of me like i did not look at the news i did not get on the internet i just like Ooh. zoned out and i watched old uh, interviews with robert wagner and stephanie powers about heart to heart on youtube <laughs> it's like <laughs> let me just go to my comfort zone uh it's that apparently yeah. <laughs> it was but you're so out i'm sure and, you learned all kinds of tidbits oh yeah oh yeah heart, I didn't so know. who came out ahead stephanie powers can speak like four languages fluently she's she's well, brilliant i didn't know that um you're quarantining in los angeles yes right so i mean is it still on fire in in the fall <laughs> or is that or are we out <laughs> of don't... that phase of the hell I know. I think we're out of the fire phase. Although, you know, it's it can always come back. Fingers uh, crossed, you know. A really fun. It's just glass half full of fire. Yeah. With me, you know, it always can come back. Uh, but no, we're not currently on fire. It is actually a little cooler. It went from like 100 degrees to 70 degrees in, in like a day, which is, That's I'm not good. complaining. 70 That's degrees something. is wonderful. And I'm so happy that it's cooler now. So that's helped a lot. Uh, yeah, and you can breathe the air most days. I've I've only gotten about half of the days on my phone saying unhealthy, you know, air quality. Oh my god! So yeah, that's the thing. I don't have to. I don't have the whole like air quality uh, daily check as a New Yorker. Like we don't do yeah. that. Um, but you you are you're you're um I don't know turning out the business you're keeping busy you're doing things to help people during quarantine yes i'm turning out the business (laughs) i really like that (laughs) turn of phrase i think i will keep it a business yeah i started doing i know i i said like hey sam from baby wants candy i have not performed in years so (laughs) i don't know why i did that but anyway i have that is true though I was in Baby Wants Candy, but yeah, now I'm um, I'm a freelance writer and I'm a copywriter and I've been doing workshops and classes to help specifically other actors and comedians and stuff learn how to get into freelance writing and how to just find side jobs that aren't so completely awful, especially now that so many of the side jobs are gone, you know, yeah. the restaurant industry and the acting jobs themselves are gone. So I've had some free workshops and some classes and um, they're really fun and, and people have 
got published already, like in yeah. 2020. I had a class where every person that pitched an article got one published. <laughs> like I couldn't believe it in a month. That so, is really that's really good and really smart. Um, so yeah, we're wait. So we'll do this at the end, but also just right now, where can people follow you on the internet to get updates about all these things? Oh sure, things? Uh, my website's just amberpetty.com and you can sign up for my emails where i send out job um job openings mostly in writing and sometimes like va jobs and uh yeah it's amber n petty at instagram if you want to see candle reviews (laughs) which i often put (laughs) yeah well we're in the prime candle time fall winter getting into christmas but uh we're not gonna be spending much more time in 2020 because this week we're gonna be traveling to november 23rd 1967 when the jungle book ruled the box office incense and peppermints by strawberry alarm clock topped the charts (laughs) which is a song that i didn't know i knew until i looked it up and i was like oh i know this song so you know that song yeah yeah. if somebody's traveling back in time to the 60s that's the song that plays uh, so it's very fitting (laughs) my wikipedia search also showed me that Oh, Strawberry Alarm Clock, still together. <laughs> they're still Whoa! doing... Yeah, they're still... They got like 30 members, but they're still... I yeah. want to see that get very in, much. Get into the discography. Um, And also, ABC aired the <laughs> Bewitched episode, Samantha's Thanksgiving to Remember. Amber, you must have seen Samantha's Thanksgiving to Remember before today. Yes, indeed. Um, Yeah, I saw this. So I watched Bewitched as a kid um, on... Uh, it wasn't even Nick at night, but there were a couple places that played it. Anyway, I always liked Bewitched. I thought it was so fun. Um, I love that, you know, as as with all things as a kid, I always took sort of the opposite lesson. So I was like in Little Mermaid, I was like, it's great. She's a mermaid as opposed to like the whole thing. She doesn't want to be one. Yeah. And in this one, I was like, she's a witch. She's better than everyone else. Even though she, all she does is try to hide it. Yeah. Um, but she still was a witch and very cool. So I always liked Bewitched. And then um, one year I was doing a play and so we had very few days off so i said to my husband i was like you go ahead and go home for thanksgiving like i'll just stay here by myself it's not a big deal um so then i started it by watching a star is born by the judy garland one (laughs) which is not a good way to to start a holiday no especially as you're like um sequestered alone because of stardom in a way because of like working acting and stuff (laughs) it's just like am i in this what's happening (laughs) because of stardom yeah in a in a micro sense (laughs) yeah yes but yeah so sitting watching that alone on a holiday wasn't a great choice so then i was looking for any kind of like old thanksgiving episode i could find and then I found this one and I it's so hokey but I do think it's cute and it still offered some little surprises so uh, I I've watched it a couple times since then yeah I've done so now I'm looking back through my archives in previous Thanksgiving episodes I've talked about that listeners you can go back through when I'm not giving you new episodes this month go back and listen to uh, episode 30 I talked to Katie Healy Wersberg about friends the one with Chandler in a box Oh, of course, I did the Bob Newhart show Over the River and Through the Woods, episode 29 with Astro oh, Spring, which is yes. like, the, they all get drunk and order Chinese food. It's a big one. And then the the Thanksgiving Orphans Cheers episode that I did with Taylor Moore, where we got drunk during the recording. We like paused, drank two <laughs> beers and pounded two beers and then came back and kept drinking. And that oh, episode good. goes... Fully off the rails in a uh, great way. And then I did a Will and Grace episode um, last year. And then probably some other ones. I'm not going to keep scrolling through my old uh, episodes. But yeah, there are a lot of good good catalog. There are a lot of good Thanksgiving episodes. Um, I let me think. I also grew up watching Bewitched, but only on Nick at Night. So therefore, I only ever saw the first two seasons because Nick at Night got the black and white seasons. And they never got they didn't get the color seasons until probably when I was in college, like maybe way later. And I think it might be because the color seasons were on in syndication on like TBS or like on other cable networks. And so I think that's, I think where I saw most of the episodes. Yeah. Are you a Darren one or a Darren two? Cause this is a Darren one episode. This is a Darren one episode. I am a hundred percent a Darren one. Mm -hmm. As a kid, I was livid about the replacement. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, this dick is no good. How dare they? (laughs) What are they doing? What a waste. I was like, turn it off if he's on the screen. No, I'm, you know, I'm around six, seven years old at this point. Very truly, I did have very strong opinions 
um, about the Darren. So yes, I was, I wouldn't have suggested a Darren two episode, quite frankly. I know. And I but. still haven't watched many of them. Uh, I, as I'm, I'm now rewatching Bewitch. Well, honestly, I'm watching it for the first time because I thought I knew the show. And then when I learned that it was on for like six or seven more years after those black yeah. and white years, and I was like, oh, I guess I have not seen the majority of Bewitched. Uh, so I'm now watching it like episode by episode. And I'm in season, I think I'm in season four now. So, oh, wow. um, so this is uh, concurrent to where I am. Um, but yeah, so specifically this week on Must Have Seen TV, we'll be talking about the Bewitched episode, Samantha's Thanksgiving to Remember. It is the 12th episode of season four, and it was written by Alfred Lewis Levitt and Helen Levitt, uh, directed by Richard Kinnan. Here's how the Minneapolis star from 1967 describes the episode. <laughs> when Aunt Clara's spell goes awry, the Stevens find themselves participating in the first Thanksgiving Day celebration in Plymouth. Amber, how accurate is that description? Very accurate. It gets right to the point, and that's what it is. Yeah. I had to dive back into the archives because both the iTunes and Amazon uh, episode synopses are like 200 word beat by beat explanations of literally the entire plot. And I don't know. First of all, whoever I need to get one of those copywriters on the podcast because I'm like, that's making more (laughs) that is making more work for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) No one is asking for that much information. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be some kind of character count or some kind of searchability issues or adjust. Eh, if I turn in one sentence, it'll look like I'm not doing a job. No. So I better beef it up. We're talking tweet length. No, we don't even. And honestly, we're talking <laughs> old 140 character tweet length. Like that is the ideal yeah. episode blurb, etc. Um, well, so- especially for these kinds of shows, because it is just. They go back. It's Thanksgiving and they go back to the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> the it. end. Yeah, that's it. I mean, there's nothing else. You don't even need to say Aunt Clara, quite frankly. I'd be like, yeah, I get it. They're witches. They got there somehow. Yeah. Well, and also just yeah. a larger a larger note about Bewitched is they do the most off the chain uh, holiday episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I've yet to talk about one of their Christmas or Halloween ones on the show, but like Christmas, they hang out with Santa Claus Halloween, like wolves and like goblins come to like it is they don't hold back. And so, of course, for Thanksgiving, they're going to go hang out with pilgrims. And of course, and that's it's why would you not? You know, if you're leaving that idea on the table in the writer's room of Bewitched, where they go back in time where it was, you know, you'd be burned at the stake to be a witch. Well, then what are you? You know, of course, you got to do that. Well, (laughs) I do have to respect that this is season four and they have not like three other Thanksgivings have come and gone and they've like not broken the glass in case of emergency for this for this plot yet. (laughs) Yeah, they wanted to, you know, set up the world, set up their reality. (laughs) And then, okay, now we can explore which is we good like the very go. the season one halloween episode is they directly tackle like the whole green skin warts and like huge nose is stereotyping it is offensive uh samantha's like mm-hmm. my husband is a bigot for drawing these caricatures like they go hard and that is season <laughs> one and it's like right out the gate but for the whole witches at the stake thing they're like let's pump the brakes like let's let's ease into it let's ease into if we will have a you know mccarthyism commentary in our (laughs) sitcom yes and then they said yes we will we'll definitely get (laughs) it we will do it the episode opens up with sam uh basting the turkey and the Mm -hmm. most notable thing about the opening scene to me is the oven and it was I don't know that they made ovens. I wrote that it was like a DeLorean door because it's like, it doesn't just open out. It's like it pulls up and goes, it pulls out and then goes up and it slides down and yeah. in. Yeah, Very interesting. Yeah, it is. And it's a very high oven, which I guess fancy people have. I'm used to my ovens being on the ground. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's a very like above her waist high oven. And it's kind of like those bake off ovens a little yeah. bit where like the doors don't just pull down, they kind of go in. Oh, so right, it's similar yeah. to that, but like a but, prototype. And higher. And, and much higher. And also, she isn't just like standing waiting for it, just staring at the glass, which is. <laughs> I, I wish that they they should have done the shot where Samantha like she's her turkey is in the foreground and she's in the background kind of blurry and just looking at it sadly, which is the yeah, bake off. If only they knew, which is every <laughs> most never, of the B roll of bake off. Yeah, I'm just like them looking sadly at their uh, desserts. Weird. Um, then she hears a thud. <laughs> Samantha hears a thud, and it's of course it's Aunt Clara. She's come down the mm-hmm. chimney. She's in her PJs because she casts spells in her sleep. 
She's talking in her sleep and zooming her. I, I don't know where Aunt Claire is based normally. I don't either. I And I don't. Do you remember where Bewitch takes place? Because I forgot to look that up. Where What city they are supposed to live I in? I feel like it is outside of New York. I know, it feels like Mad Men, like where they yeah. there's kind of Terrytown, Scarsdale type of yeah. area. Because yeah. it feels like McMahon and Tate is in New York. So this is one of those. So yes, in the past, yes, yes, yes. while researching uh, my book that I'm writing about Hayden Rourke from I Dream of Jeannie, I have gotten uh, relatively... Uh, I don't know, knee deep, waist deep into the Bewitch and I Dream of Genie online fandoms, which are popping. They are. Oh, they're active. Oh, they active are. Active civil, of course. Very active. And well, and in retrospect, it does make sense because they're both shows that have a deep canon and mythology. Yeah. Like, it's like Samantha has this extended family of all these witchy aunts mm-hmm. and uncles and, and there's all this continuity. And in fact, there is a book called the Bewitch, uh, Bewitch Continuum, uh, who I'm now Facebook friends with the author. Um, and, <laughs> and he actually went through and like mapped out the continuity and like all this stuff. So there are these questions oh, that I'm like, great. Oh my God, I, I, I'm going to look like such a dum-dum for not even knowing where Bewitched is set. But you know what? My priorities have been elsewhere for a, like, a long time. That's it's not, not your you know, job. My to job know where is Bewitched to have is color set. commentary and to just have fun is my job. <laughs> yeah. If this was Brett White's Bewitched only podcast, all questions answered. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I wouldn't be mad. But that's not the podcast. No, no. And if I was on episode 102. <laughs> and had- she appeared in the chimney yeah. in her robe. So that's always fun. Uh, um, my my laptop just did a weird skippy thing, so hopefully that will not fuck up the thing. Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> running okay. I'm running on I'm running on some low RAM right now. Where it's all good. Oh um, if it keeps being a problem, I'll have to figure something out. But listeners, okay. it's all good. Uh, so Clara <laughs> pops in. Uh, and she's like, I'll stay for Thanksgiving. I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a part of this family too. Uh, yeah. Hello. It's Thanksgiving. I'm coming now. Yeah. It <laughs> is of. weird how, where are Darren's, where, where is Darren's anyone? Like, yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, spending Thanksgiving Darren's like an orphan. I don't, I don't know if he has, I'm sure he has parents of some sort. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure he has parents at some, it is, it, it is interesting because I was I was kind of like, wow, they're having a tiny Thanksgiving because Darren, Darren. And also, I don't fault him for this because he is not pleased that Aunt Clara just showed up out of nowhere because uh, he's like, I was looking forward, you know, to just Thanksgiving with the two of us, Samantha and their their daughter. Yeah. And at first I was like, that's a really small kind of weird Thanksgiving. But actually growing up at first uh, until I was a little bit older, we didn't have nobody came over for Thanksgiving. We It was just my parents and me and my sisters. Oh. Um, but yeah, our families are kind of spread out and I've never gone home for Thanksgiving since I moved out when I was 17 because I moved to New York from my, uh, Washington state. And I was just like, well, I'm not doing this Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, I yeah, just, it's, it's too the, lazy. <laughs> it is the, uh, unfair ask of everyone that moves away. of like, <laughs> well, you obviously need to be home for Christmas and Thanksgiving <laughs> twice in a six well, week span. And then especially when you live in New York, you know, even now I couldn't really host everybody in LA, but in New York, it's just like, well, we can't come here. Yeah, we're we're going to just all crowd around in my, in, my, in my room. But they have a nice big house. And so it is weird that yeah. there's like, no, it's just going to be the, the, the three of them. And then Claire, and then I do like, <laughs> it's kind of Darren's character in a nutshell that when Sam calls up, I'll be like, Aunt Clara's here. She's going to stay. And then he's like, not ha- like not responding. And she t- pops up there. Yeah. And he's just on the bed reading like he it's, it looks like Laying he's on the bed reading pouting in a way. He's just like his yeah. wife. His wife is downstairs making the dinner. Tabitha is who knows? Tabitha <laughs> is they did not have like the clearance to have a child actor on set that day, apparently, because she comes in for two seconds. There's like, yeah, where's Tabitha? Oh, she's fine. All right. Yeah. <laughs> question solved and, and so like as a dad he's not with his wife or his daughter he is alone upstairs just upstairs. reading he's a not book. even watching tv he's just fully dressed in his <laughs> in his nice sweater that i was very uh envious of yeah he's got like just a pissed off and reading yellow a yellow polo and a yellow like cardigan sweater over it and mm-hmm. i'm like good 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 on you man Love. uh i will i do i did know <laughs> then te- then uh samantha then pop teleports back downstairs and i did know he didn't give her guff about teleporting. So 
No, he's he's not given her a lot of guff. Uh, other than with Aunt Clara, which frankly I agree with. Yeah, I mean it is like the uh, unexpected person. The unexpected person barging in on the Thanksgiving is is kind of annoying. Um, and and Clara's a handful. She's sweet. She's dear. She's very but sweet. As we're about to find out, she does cause some. She always causes trouble. <laughs> She's causing all kinds of trouble. Uh, what do we? What do we? Do you like the Bewitched opening credits? Oh, I love them. I think they're so adorable. Uh, she's got such a lovely witch outfit yeah. on. There's a, The dress is just a little more striking than I remembered it being. Uh, no, I think it's so cute and fun. And it's kind of the thing where I sort of wish we could still have openings like that, but it just wouldn't be the same. It would be trying too hard, I feel like, and have wouldn't been any shows capture that have, some kind of... Have any shows done a cartoon opening recently? I mean, I feel like if I was... Not... If, Someone was doing a Netflix show. I feel like that's a fun thing to commission with their like yeah, unlimited I mean, budget and no time constraints. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I guess the glow I'm skip opening, your opening anyway. So you might as well make it cool. The glow uh, opening yeah, was that cool. Opening. Well, they only used it in the very first episode. They never again, which is I am a huge proponent of every single episode should have an opening credit sequence. Damn it. Like, what are we doing? What is wrong with us as a society? <laughs> Especially now we're not. Uh, streaming services mean we're not having to squeeze in commercials. Like, you can have 30 seconds of a thing where you show a person's face and their name and just act so we know who they are. Um, damn it. Uh, but yeah, I love the Bewitched opening credits. Um, I do. I also, I like it when credits change every season. So I wish that there was like ah. Tabitha was in like an animated Tabitha was in the opening credits. I do wish there's, there's some, a little animated Tabitha. That would be very cute. Um, <laughs> but I'm okay. I, I'm okay with the, the regular opening credits. I, and, and again, like I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I, I skip opening credits all the time <laughs> and you're right. I, I do miss the, uh, I skip opening credits all the time. And yet a few months ago, I watched 20 minutes of the seventies cop show Canon, <laughs> just their opening credits. Cause it's just, it's one of those like on this week's Canon. Oh yeah. You know? Uh, and then just all the guest stars. Yeah. And it's watched 20 minutes of that. Murder so She Wrote I guess is we also went good back for that. that. Yeah. Oh, of course. Murder She Wrote's like on this uh, week's Murder She Wrote, and it's just like here's some witches, and she's jogging and she's hacking, and like, it's, yeah. like what is happening this week on Murder She Wrote? Um, so the episode starts with Clara is basically she's telling Tabitha about the first Thanksgiving because of course she was there, she was hanging out, she was mm-hmm. friends with the Pilgrims, she knew Miles Standish, she knew uh, John Alden, Priscilla, yeah. who. Who is these? Who are these? Yeah, people? they really. Uh, John Alden, especially. I was like, I guess our Thanksgiving education has changed a lot because yeah. they acted like he was a huge deal. Oh yeah, and I am not aware of him. No. Um, <laughs> not aware of him at all. So uh, yeah, I guess there was just a lot more pilgrim talk uh, at the time <laughs> in in schooling and public, <laughs> just public education. And so she was getting super nostalgic and. Yeah. Then she was like, well, you know what? I, I'm not going to stay for dinner. I, I actually want to spend it with my with my friends. This has made me like realize and remember these great times I had f- 400 years ago, <laughs> or yeah. 500 or 300, 400 years ago. Um, math is hard. Uh, and then she just <laughs> like, she's like, I'm going to go. And then Darren's like, well, I'll call you a plane. And she's like, no, I, I can do it. Aunt Clara's got power. <laughs> And she can't. And then also, I was like, you're going to call her a plane, Darren? (laughs) I guess I don't know. How did you do plane reservations before the internet? I guess you did have to call Delta, maybe? (laughs) I mean, I guess because, yeah, you definitely would have to call to make reservations. And I guess just booking a regular flight, you might just say call a plane. But it just sounds like I'll just whip up the private jet. (laughs) Or or even like, is there a plane taking off right now? We're going to have hours of security. (laughs) Yeah. This is um, not a good... And you're going to pay for it? How much is it for a day of flight? I was just... The money aspect, frankly, he's I was like, like Darren... out of there real bad, even though his wife could just teleport her away. Um, but also, while this is going on, Gladys, nosy neighbor, is knocking on the door. Oh, yeah. No one's answering. And so she just lets and I'm like, herself in. what? It is Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Get in your own home. She's there what to borrow doing? something. She's got a measuring... Cu- I guess sh- a oh, huge right, right, chunk right. of sugar, maybe. But also, when they don't answer she just comes in and she comes in yeah. right as clara is casting her spell to poof them all away and this is this should be lesson number probably 
a hundred to Gladys of like, stop, <laughs> stop barging stop. in. And, and side lesson to Samantha, lock all of your doors all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Cast a spell on the house so that strangers can't just walk in. I don't think that would be a fine spell to use at all times. Yeah. Of just strangers can't get in. Even if it is 1967 and it's like, well, you know what? It's an idyllic where, but it's like, well, your neighbor's Gladys. Your your neighbor stands out. She is nosy. (laughs) She's going to be busted. Again, I don't want even a friend of mine just walking (laughs) into my home. No. Gladys, the original Kramer. Um, So then all of a sudden, now they're in Plymouth. It is the, what do they say? 16th century? Yeah. No, 17th century. They're in the 1600s. 17th century, the 1600s. So yeah. yeah. So they're there and it is that cozy it looks like a cozy southern cabin. It doesn't look... I mean, there's a grandfather <laughs> clock, and I am not sure they had grandfather clocks in Plymouth. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I... I'm not an expert. I don't host a podcast exclusively about Plymouth life. Um, but yeah, I don't clocks. think they had just, or the history of grandfather clocks. That seems a bit ostentatious for the period, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, how many sound stages? And sets could they take up that day? That is you know, the thing of like, one. this episode is also, there must have been a lot of bottle episodes before and after this because a lot of new speaking, a lot of like over five speaking roles, like at yes. least two to three of those, um, all new sets, mm-hmm. all new costumes, like they're not yeah, using they, any, like Larry Tate is not in this episode. A lot of them regular players just not in this. <laughs> No, they had the real Thanksgiving off, apparently, because yeah. it is a lot of a lot of and uh, kind of surprised. And maybe maybe the uh, the main antagonist Pilgrim was somebody. But it's a little surprised there wasn't more of a character actor as kind of the main mean. Yeah, Pilgrim. Oh, but they just went with, you know, they're giving actors. Yeah. Giving actors a chance. Getting them dressed great. up to hang out. Uh so they, they see that they're in Plymouth. Uh, Darren, like, pokes his head outside and sees, like, just a couple of, like, you know, Native Americans, like, strolling along casually. And it's at this point where we have to say, I am glad that they didn't uh, go full, like, Peter Pan. <laughs> when, you, when, when, you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're watching any sitcoms, honestly, before the year 2000 about Thanksgiving, it's like you're running the risk of seeing some horrifically dated and downright dangerous uh, oh, de- my depictions God. of Native Americans. And so the fact that we only see a couple of them, they aren't like Usually it's like an Italian actor that they've put in brown face or something. That happened yes. a lot on F Troop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So there is like tiny trigger warning for that. But hey, they don't. Uh, thank God. <laughs> they're just extras. Yeah. They don't. <laughs> Which, yes, it's its own problem in the long <laughs> term. But that is not the main. Yeah, there's the very like stereotypical, like using the term of the time, Indian music, yeah. you know. Uh, that plays as they walk by, but and they look like they are in co- Halloween store. Yeah, they're very Halloween store costume. 1980. Um, but uh, but then that's it, and then it's just yeah, the pilgrims. It's just pilgrims, just bashing pilgrims, dragging pilgrims, ba- just bashing the pilgrims, pilgrims, dragging pilgrims. They pilgrims. Yeah. Uh, Gladys, of course, faints immediately because why else wouldn't she? She's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is too much. She's incapable. Uh, that reminds me of oh, that's like what Jennifer in Back to the Future two. Right. When she like, uh, yeah, yeah, she faints and then they're just like, put her in the trash. Basically, they, <laughs> yeah. I think they drop her off on the side of the road. Yeah, I mean, like, don't they literally or they put her on the porch. Yeah, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I, I do know they did not intend for that character to be in the movie. And no. then and originally and then things changed. So they very poorly then uh, threw her into the movie. Thankfully, Gladys so that, so gets yeah, she a little is, bit. <laughs> yeah, she. Well, then what's funny is I, because I thought she just passed out and then was asleep for the rest of the episode. But nope, she gets her pilgrim clothes through. You know, Samantha yeah. gives them all the pilgrim clothes magically so they fit in. Darren gets a very fun wig. Very, so, a very fun bob. I could not clock the wig line on that wig. I was looking at it very hard trying to see, and I was like, it looks like it's growing out of his head. I, I applauded that, that wig line. Yeah, it's a good, yes, good wig line. It's a funny, it's like, I, I guess you, 
it reads so much as a wig only because you obviously know what his real hair is. Yeah, um, it's very much and, not but, that. And also just the cut of it is so ridiculous. If it were teased a little bit more at the crown, it would just be like a bouffant, like a 60s um, bouffant. But it's a little flatter, but it's just <laughs> yeah. such a funny volume and length for for anyone but like i don't they didn't have like lace front technology in 1967 i don't you know what i don't i'm I don't not know. sure they may have i i wish uh, i wish but i, was I an couldn't expert even see so i couldn't even things. see that wig line i don't know <laughs> as someone that no, watches a lot pretty- of international drag race i was like yeah i can clock <laughs> the like the british haven't learned how to light their sets to where you can't oh. see the wig line and stuff that's that's true yes very much so uh and then then i do feel like that's where you know standard definition um of Mm, the 60s also gives a a helping hand i did like that he gets a good wig i like they changed the clothes because sam before that was wearing this really cool like black mod dress that had what looked like pink laser light splatters all over it or kind of like a marbling neon pink effect on it Uh it was really cool Oh, yes. All of her clothes and hair and everything constantly is is just what I want to wear all the time. Yeah, she's an so icon. she's she's great. And then, yes. And then they switch into their classic pilgrim pilgrim outfits. And yeah, uh, uh, Mrs. Kravitz does wake up and she's helping along with everybody I and just assuming she's dreaming. <laughs> she goes out like later when they're um, all the women have to be separated, like women folk go clean or cook or whatever. She's like cleaning and she just looks directly to the camera and just starts complaining and it's just like it's so much work and i'm like she's looking at the camera too much work (laughs) which i thought was really funny well she's in a dream so she's breaking all the rules of reality in her you know her that was her character choice i think that actress (laughs) there's a there's also a a dichotomy between like speaking old-timey pilgrim because sam can like totally just like slip in with a thousand these nails it yeah darren can't and as soon Darren as they can't do anything, as soon as they step outside and he says hi to Phineas is his name. I Yeah. And he I says immediately don't remember his yeah. name. I watched it, uh, you know, a half hour ago. I don't. <laughs> He's the mean pilgrim. Mean pilgrim. Uh, and he says, hi friend. there. Everything OK? And they're like, what? You must be like <gasps> that. And that's going to come back to bite him in the ass. He should not have talked at all. Shouldn't have talked. But they're like also that. treating all the celebrities, like we said, like celebrities, all the pilgrims like celebrities. Yeah. Like, it's John Alton. Can you believe it's John Alton? <gasps> the John Alton? <laughs> like, okay, what is this? Uh, what we see of the first Thanksgiving dinner, which isn't much, but... No. In, in Bewitch telling of the uh, Thanksgiving myth... The the Native Americans don't even eat the dinner. <laughs> like that table yeah, is a, all pilgrims. <laughs> the table's all pilgrims. It yeah, it was a little unclear because again, we had the Native Americans walk by, so they're hanging around. Uh and that but then they were like, let's have Thanksgiving or let's have dinner at John Alden's. So yeah. it made it seem like there were just like we do today, everyone kind of has their own Thanksgiving, which is counter <laughs> the idea of everyone sitting down for yeah. a large feast. <laughs> so it did seem, uh, well, I guess, you know, technically in the the real first Thanksgiving, which again, I think all of it is untrue, but yep. <laughs> uh, you know, there were mul- many days of feasts. So this was maybe just like a smaller feast. Yeah. Yeah. Because even the women couldn't even sit down. Yeah, that was yeah, like the women the couldn't table. sit with them. It was like John Alden or, or Phineas or all the pilgrims were just yeah. total jerks. Uh, it's at this point that I wrote in my notes that I would absolutely hate this. <laughs> if I was to oh, time travel back. I can't. Oh, I, mean, I get out immediately. I wouldn't go. I would have to pull a Clara and go there by accident because yeah. there's no way I would go on purpose. Never by purpose. Like, it's like when you watch The Witch, you know, if you've seen that movie, The Witch, uh, the whole time you're like, yeah, go be a witch. What's what's here for you? <laughs> yeah, why not? What's here for you sitting out? Your 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 choices are go be in a miserable town where everyone hates you or go live out by yourself where you hate yourself because of your terrible religion or you go float around and talk to goats. Have fun. Sounds fun. I mean, the first thing the devil tempts her with is butter, which is great, but that shouldn't be when that's the number (laughs) one, like who actually let me switch my allegiance from God. That's bad. So that's the time period we're in, yeah, which is not no, intriguing you. to me. I, w- I would not even, we would pop back there and I'd be like, I'm not leaving this cabin. I'm not. Yeah, I would like attempt. look out the window, <clears throat> look out the window. Like what did the clothes actually look like? 
and then <laughs> I'd get go right back. It's like how many how many like rotted teeth, open oh sores, <laughs> you know, stench, dirt. <laughs> like there's no way anything was at all. Uh, no, thank you at all. Uh, no, no, no. And then. I also noted that it's also funny that apparently Plymouth as a tiny settlement is big enough that none of the pilgrims notice that five new humans have just popped in and are just like hanging out. <laughs> I feel like that upped the population probably by 20%. That's true. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think about that. And they do say that they they traveled here. Samantha <clears throat> does cover and say, mm, yeah. oh, we just traveled 20 miles. Um so uh, I don't know if there were enough settlements nearby that, uh, you know, everybody doesn't know everybody would yet. be possible. But but yeah, but that's it's, OK. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let that it's slide. Great. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, <laughs> well, and also I like that while they were hanging out at the dinner table, they're just casually talking about burning witches, hating witches. Like, you know, it's just talking oh, about. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to set up that Chekhov's uh, witch, witch trial. Chekhov's witch. <laughs> Chekhov's witch trial, which. Would have been a lot more interesting than many of Chekhov's real plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and uh, yeah. They, so, yes, they set up that that and like the mean pilgrim gets mad because he cuts himself and he's starting to think, oh, is witchcraft making witchcraft me an idiot? Is happening. <laughs> witchcraft is making me all thumbs. Um, and then when Darren goes over to help the women like cooking or whatever, someone does Sam say someone says like they're making a pudding bag, dip it in boiling water. Yeah, because Gladys thought she was doing the laundry oh, God. when, in fact, she was cooking food, oh. which is uh, confusing all the way around. What is a pudding yeah, bag? Pudding. Oh, like a like a British kind of. So like those like when you see a Charles Dickens style oh. flaming pudding, those oh. those are uh, they're Sometimes they're cooked in molds now, but I do think originally they were cooked in bags and they're boiled for hours. <laughs> so that's how those kind of Christmas puddings. So that might be, I mean, I don't know that we had those at Thanksgiving, but at least for that ish period of time in England, that was an, a real yeah. cooking technique. Sam knew what was up because she got it on there. Darren goes over there, strikes a match to like get the water, the kettle boiling. Uh-oh, that match. Uh -oh. Is which how did he start a fire and it is now now shit has hit the fan now and 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 darren the whole time is really scared for samantha because he's like you know this is a very bad time for witches i yeah. don't want you and claire to be murdered um and samantha the whole time she's like i don't want to stay but i'm pretty confident i'll be able to outsmart these people oh yeah and then of course darren uh gets in trouble and then he's accused of being a witch which Dund. is so corny but i just love it i don't know why oh, no, it pleases I mean, me so much it kind of, he kind of deserves it after three and a half seasons of being kind of a dick about her being a witch it's like, yeah yeah this is she's on the other foot now um i like that when when the when the next act opens up they have to say like where's tabitha she's playing with the other children and i'm like yes don't let your kid what kind of child care is going on in plymouth <laughs> Well, also, I mean, because Tabitha looks to be about three or four ish, like somewhere around there. And she would be I mean, she'd be up on the stake immediately she'd be because talking. she'd be like, hey, aren't you seeing, watching TV tonight? Yeah. And they'd be like, what? You know, just where's my chocolate? We also, can go and she's a witch. <laughs> she also has kind also, of she is a witch uncontrollable. I mean, I True. think this, this is the same season as a safe and sane Halloween where she accidentally conjures up a whole bunch of storybook goblins to go trick-or-treating with her. And it's like, she she is a loose cannon. <laughs> she could yeah. alter reality with a whim. And they should be <laughs> uh, a little bit more concerned about her just running around playing with children. Um, but she's fine. She's playing with probably a stick and a hoop, I assume. Yeah, having a good time. <laughs> now the trial begins and Darren's trying to explain, guys, it's not witchcraft. I didn't like strike a rock or rub two sticks together. I just have a match. It's a stick covered with chemicals. He lights it, and it is the gag of the 17th century. <gasps> Everyone is... Ooh, uh, what? Whoa. They are very impressed. Very impressed. And they think that the match... Well, at first they're like, so maybe the match itself is witchcraft. Maybe you use witchcraft to make the match. Like, yeah, they start well, getting into first, all this... Darren is, you know, making it hard for himself. Yeah. Because John Alden's kind of throwing him a bone and saying, hey, did you maybe... Uh, put two rocks together to make that yeah. fire, buddy. <laughs> like maybe we kind of mistook it, and that 
flame we saw was just two rocks beaten together. That's something we're familiar with. And he's like, hell no, I lit a match. With lit chemicals on it. Match technology. Don't ask me what you. chemicals are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and then even Sam is like, you guys can take the shackles off. And then John Olin's like, well, yeah, obviously, if he was a witch, he could have de-shackled himself already. So I think that is evidence enough. And Phineas is like, fuck no. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I, I do get the impression that John Alden is like, can't we just have one dinner without you accusing someone of witchcraft and us having to yeah. divert to a trial? I want a meal <laughs> because I want to sit down. A lot of this first Thanksgiving is spent with a witch trial. <laughs> oh, yeah. Much of it. I mean, it's hard enough to keep your food hot already when you just have, yeah. you know, a, an open hearth. And yet, <laughs> let alone and imagine how many hours it would cook to take to take to cook a turkey on just a fire oh, it God. already takes so many hours oh, no, now yeah, so that's with, just days of work no, down you. the drain well i think uh, if everyone can watch the um what american bark american barbecue showdown on netflix i think the season oh. finale they had to build their own pit like their own like smoke pit thing out of cinder blocks uh-huh. and like Ooh. do all that stuff and it was wild i think they even had a like cooking like the pilgrims and cooking like um like uh ancient aztecs or something episode as well oh wow it's fine i don't know Uh, well one of the other things that phineas uses against darren is and when he saw me he greeted me by saying hi there everything okay (laughs) which i guess sounds like that's a witch's incantation yeah Yeah. he makes it sound so (laughs) ominous yeah, and people are a little a little concerned for sure. And then the thing I did like was that uh, so he lights the match, and then uh, you're like, oh well, it's a magical stick, and he's like, no, anybody can do it. They're like, okay, well, let's see if anybody else can light this match again. Of course, you can't relight a match, yep. and then so. Darren says, oh, you can only do it once. And it was good of setting up like that does sound like a fake excuse. Yeah. That sounds like whenever we try to call out psychics, they're like, oh, but it would just, you know, they weren't believing it the right way. Yeah. So they set up that Darren is coming off very poorly. He is not setting up his case. Uh, this is maybe the best case of sh- open and shut case of witchcraft in history, because there is actually an unexplained thing that <laughs> is shown in front of everyone. Yeah. And it is also unlucky on Darren's part that he came to Salem with just two matches, apparently. Like that matchbook he had, the... just two. Ooh, Done. he was down to two. But, you know, people smoke cigarettes all the time. I can believe it. He's down to his last two. Yeah. And then Sam comes. It's Sam to the defense. We get the Elizabeth Montgomery lawyer show that maybe we should have had after Bewitched was done. Yeah. Because uh, she's like, she gives this big impassioned speech that is legitimately like all about like you know mccarthyism and prejudice and like mm-hmm. she's like you cut your finger and you're blaming it you're pushing all the things you do wrong onto someone else and calling witchcraft and she says like even if you look at your neighbor if you look hard enough you'll find differences that you could claim to be like she goes in she goes in and i i mean there's a lot of hokey business uh, like this uh, on television, these kind of hokey togetherness speeches. But I actually think it's a pretty good one yeah. of a good case of why you cannot like how you try to take your own insecurities and your own failings and put it on someone else and how that continuously divides us and will just divide and divide until there's nothing left. Yeah. And I just found it to be really uh, relevant surprisingly and relevant and nice. Yeah. Well, and, and that, also do because... Mm-hmm. No, it's just like Bewitched does that so, so much. Like that first Halloween episode. Um, there's also the, the Christmas episode where Tabitha has a black friend and... They, but they like, are both like, I wish that we looked alike. And so they, she does witchcraft and she makes them both like black with white spots and white with black spots. Oh, yes. And it's like, and uh- it's, it is. So, but that episode, I need to do that episode on the podcast because that is an episode that was actually the the premise. And I think maybe the script itself was written by a class, like a, a, a class of black high school students that like submitted oh. the idea. And Elizabeth Montgomery and William Asher were like, yes. And then they like brought them to the set and like showed them how they made the <gasps> episode. And it is like, I think in my annual Christmas ratings, I couldn't rate the episode because I'm like, the intention is great. 
But yes. also there are scenes where I think Larry Tate is in blackface to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like <sighs> it is a hardcore relic of its time, but it's also written by like black teens that then got like an entry into like filmmaking via this. Like it's yeah. such a cool story. And I was just like, I can't rate this. Uh, it is yeah, just a fascinating is. story. Watch the episode and read it. So it is cool that like Bewitched wasn't just a silly, stupid, you know, like goofy show with special effects. They tried. They really tried to do some they stuff. They tried. And, 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 you know, looking back on it now, it's very, you know, it's, it's still like a, you know, it's, it's not like it's so progressive or really changing minds or whatever, but I mean, still it's, I've seen hokier more stupid miserable um speeches like this that make me like uh hate all the things i believe in because they just make it sound so corny um and i've seen that like even today and so the fact that they like do illustrate a point in a way that is effective and not overly dumb is uh i don't know it was very i was surprisingly impressed by it and she just made she made a good case she really Help yeah. staring out here. And then she does the smart thing of she's like, go on, strike that match. Like, you try it. And then he does, and she twinkles, and it lights because she used her powers to light it up. Yeah, and then because she- she's like, okay, well, well, mean pilgrim, Phineas, uh, you know, are you too scared to try to light the match? Because you say only witches can do it. Like, why don't you try? So lights it. Yeah, then, uh-oh, Phineas relights yeah. it. And I love and, that, that yeah. like catch-22 thing of like, so either you are also a witch or that does not prove anyone is a witch. And it's like, gotcha, yeah. boom, 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 boom. And That's it's great. Douche. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's great. And, and this is, I, I think the thing that I like the most about it is that even like in designing women and stuff, you get those like impassioned speech that mm-hmm. like, you know, act break, like that solves the problem. In this one, she gets the impassioned speech and then still just screws with them. Like she yeah, still uses she still magic. Has- she still essentially lies and tricks them. Yeah. That's actually what wins. And there's just something, oh, it's just so pleasing. Cause so often it's like, that's what it is. It's yeah. not enough to just have the speech. It's also like, well, I'm not actually going to just trick you or lie to you or screw you at your own game. And that's how we'll it's put like, it over the edge. So I like the deviousness of that. She could have done that match thing five minutes ago. Like she could, but it's like, no, you know what? I'm going to rub their nose I'm in it. Like embarrass you. <laughs> I'm going to just really. I'm going to fully you. embarrass all of you. <laughs> drag y'all through the filth. And then <laughs> I'm going to humiliate you. And she's, she's great at it. And that's kind of what I like about the latter bewitched episodes I've seen where they, the early bewitched from what I've seen again, I'm not a scholar. Um, it is very <laughs> like Samantha, stop using witchcraft. And she's like, Oh yeah. mom, I'm trying to, what I like about this era of bewitched and beyond is like, Samantha's just like, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm a witch and I'm going to do my powers. And like the fact that she fully travels back to a time where she can get burned at the stake and she just glides through. She does. She's never worried. Yeah, She's, and she's not worried because she's like, and they <laughs> said it earlier, dumb. actually, she's like the real witches never got caught. Yeah. <laughs> um, the real witches didn't. They didn't get caught. Like she knows there's no chance they're going to be able to catch her. And also, if they did, she'd be like, ah, oh, crap. And just teleport to a you know, yeah. two miles away. Like they couldn't get home. They only Aunt Claire can take them home, but she could still just zap somewhere else. She's you know, she's not control. worried. <laughs> absolute control. So then the, the striking of the match jogs Clara's memory and she, that helps her remember the spell that she needs to get them back. And so she then <laughs> after they're like, cool, great. After the pilgrims like, cool, great. So no one's a witch. And then all of a sudden Clara <laughs> just teleports them all away. And I'm like, the ramifications that would have on history that would ripple out would probably be just yeah massive maybe or like i don't know like the entire colony of plymouth just from that from that moment just descended into like a witch hunt rabbit where they all died the entire plymouth colony is just dead i wonder in this room. i wonder or i wonder if they're just like oh what you know what we gotta just eat dinner yeah and we're it's gonna so pretend that cold. didn't happen that is now so far beyond my understanding and we already just had this trial <laughs> Whew. And we really spent a long time on that stuffing. I think we're going to just call that one a day. We'll think about it later. Let's reflect. But yeah, I deserve I, I could see a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're no, we're done. We're well, done. They get back to the living room and it's just Clara and Samantha and they're like, "Wait a second. Did I forget something? Where's Darren?" 
And then, well, the Tabitha then runs in and then, because that's, I guess, the other five minutes of her day on set. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Darren, you can hear him scream before he then pops in. Yeah. And then Gladys pops in immediately, like, back in the kitchen. And, mm-hmm. and she, she's in her pilgrim clothes. She's in still. her pilgrim clothes. And she gets so excited. And at first I was like, why is she so happy? And then mm-hmm. I realized, because she's running to Abner and she's like, you're going to see me. Finally, I'll prove I have proof. It. Although all the proof is she has, she went over to the neighbor's house and got a costume. Yeah, I I mean, unless those fabrics were like something really exceptional, I I, I wouldn't take that as proof. I, I, would, mean, I mean, also, I wouldn't not listen to my wife ever and constantly yeah. assume she's insane. <laughs> insane liar. But if I if that were my M.O. of uh, never believing anything my wife said, then a, co- a pilgrim costume wouldn't wouldn't move the needle there. No. Especially one uh, that was, I mean, even if it was a real pilgrim costume, it would be like, oh, that's a dirty pilgrim costume. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a. Oh, what a bunch of dirty old clothes. That's some have racks. On. Uh, but then <laughs> Sam, like, twinkles all of their clothes back right as she gets to the front door. And she's like, oh, well, I guess I was oh, dreaming. No. Blah, blah, blah. Poor Gladys Kravitz. Poor Gladys. I mean, she lives in kind of a nightmare of not trusting. Just. Not trusting her reality. Her world is lit by gaslight, right? Like, oh, ex- <laughs> exclusively. Just... And then, so then we get the stinger at the end of the episode where the the four of them, where you know Clara, Sam, Darren, and Tabitha are having their Thanksgiving dinner finally, uh, and then Clara starts talking about Christmas. So she's like, <laughs> not every kid can go to the North Pole and spend. And that's how the episode ends. And I'm like, that's what they do every Christmas. Like <laughs> at this point. Samantha has already gone to the North Pole at least twice. Because every single... Santa is a recurring character on Bewitched. Yeah. (laughs) Which I think is just delightful. I feel like it's a little more of just the like, oh, please don't accidentally take us to the North Pole right now. Especially right now. now. Please, God, no. (laughs) Please, I'm not in the mood. Uh, Yeah, and that's that's the end. Oh, what... What an adventure. Are you what ready? What an adventure. Are you ready for some must-have facts? Yes. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, on uh, the ratings for this... Well, I don't have the ratings for this specific episode, but... The average rating for the season was about 23.5 million, which is a lot of humans. This was like, which was a top 10 show this season. Uh, Mm I actually think it was 11 for the season, but for this week, the top five shows, well, it was number seventh for this week. So Bewitched, this episode of Bewitched was seventh most watched show of the week. The top Uh five shows of the week were The Andy Griffith Show, The Beverly Hillbillies, The Lucy Show, Bonanza and a Bob Hope special. What a lineup. Oh, oh, I've never looked up Bob Hope Thanksgiving specials, and that is what I'll be doing soon. Yeah. yeah. I it's an interesting lineup of shows. It is it yeah. still blows me away how much people loved Westerns in the 60s. Yeah. West I mean it's it is fascinating that Western television has been completely obliterated you and know like has been we've had like, deadwood you know we have the dr. mandalorian quinn. in a weird way um dr quinn sure it, yeah i mean that the would, fact that we that can only close enough i think we can only name like three kind of old-timey western shows in the past 40 That's years tw- of television <laughs> yeah 40 i mean like the 80s <laughs> and like if they were Gunsmoke oh, no. and uh bonanza 
uh, and uh, the Riflemen, and like they were mm-hmm. all fifties and sixties. TV was just filled with them, and then it's like the meteor hit and just like no yeah. more. The meteor hit. Well, is Yellowstone a modern western? Oh, possibly. I mean, is it a show that I've seen at all? No, it's not. Uh, I think there's like a show about the McCoys, like the Hattonfields and the McCoys. I mean, I guess it's harder to say now because there's so many shows. I mean, there just are. And there was, oh, what was that? Hell on Wheels. That was a show. Oh, yeah. In like Western times. I mean, but it's not a, I guess it's not dead. (laughs) It, It did die for a while. And now there's just room that any kind of genre can yeah represented at some point on some network um but it just was such a it's such a huge thing and it makes me think of like oh when will the time eventually come that like marvel movies quit being popular and then there Mm. are just no superhero movies for like 15 or 20 years (laughs) and we all forget and then everybody goes oh but you can't make a good superhero movie and then there'll be a good one and it all starts again yeah it's so who knows I wonder if that's a similar because yeah, it, it is just so weird. Thing, like westerns just completely died away, and musicals yeah. kind of did as well. But now there's a lot more musicals on television, and it is it is very the there's so much to write a book about this. I'm sure there's probably an entire library. <laughs> there's probably um, so many books. Uh, the ABC Thursday Night lineup oh. that this aired as part of is <gasps> just yeah. great. It is Batman followed by the oh. Flying Nun, Bewitched. That girl and Peyton Place. And like, wow, that's a night of television. And I also like, so it starts off with like, Batman is fully nuts. Like Batman is gonzo, yeah. wild, bonkers, cuckoo, bananas. Uh, then it goes to Flying Nun, which is still like, that is stretching it. I mean, that's a bizarre premise yeah. for a show. It's, yeah, it's a more sincere in tone than then Batman. It, it gets to Bewitched, which is still magic, but it is a lot more like urban and like modern, like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a sleekness and like a, a very dig- classic sitcom yeah. uh, structure. And then it goes to That Girl, which has no magic and is just like fun and modern and young. And then it goes to Peyton Place, which is like soap opera. And it's like, there's a cool soap opera scandal. It's like, yeah. How do you get from Batman to Peyton Place? And it's like, yeah, it's those three shows. <laughs> That's the road. Yeah. <laughs> I love Yeah, that's a quite a night of television. Yeah, I love that girl. I've been watching some more that girl and it's such a good show that doesn't get talked about enough and it is on most yeah. of the streaming services. I have not I've only seen like one episode of that. I've I only know it enough to know when people are referencing its opening sequence. And yeah. That's all <laughs> or just, I know about it. Or the, 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 in the Friends uh, football Thanksgiving episode, Phoebe is wearing a That Girl uh, t-shirt, which is funny because Marlo Thomas plays Rachel's mom. So oh, in the right. Friends universe, oh, who played That Girl? Hmm. I wonder if it was Mary Tyler Moore. <gasps> All the mysteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that, the mystery solved. The other flip-haired, uh, beautiful woman. Flip-haired uh, brunette, yeah. Uh, and then on IMDb, um, on IMDb, 205 users rated this episode a 9.1 out of 10. Would you Ooh, higher wow. or lower? Does that sound about accurate? I mean, it's hard to give these a rating because it's on a scale of its own. You know, yeah. am I saying, <laughs> is this compared to a modern television show, something, you know, that's a must-see, like... Uh, no but also it is good and i it, you know getting to see a show uh, there's just so many uh elements to it so i do think that it is a good show i think it it avoids some of the more uh annoying kind of sitcom tropes of the times there's so much less of the darren just telling her not to be magic yeah. there's there's none of the like ma- i mean there's a magical accident that gets them there but then after that things are very I don't know. I I appreciate more that at least Samantha is the smart person who gets to solve things in a smart way. Yeah. As opposed to just a bunch of accidents keep happening and we refuse (laughs) to clarify the situation with one word. It's like, no, we actually got into real trouble. This is a a legitimate accident. You know, like a a match wasn't a totally (laughs) stupid thing to do to light a match, you know? Uh, So, you know, I'm like, I buy all of these problems. I like how it is solved. I think that speech is a very nice speech. Um, 
for that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, the only downside is there are fewer 60s clothes to look at, which I always find fun. I love love about Bewitch is such good style. Uh, I mean, I would say I should I would I'm curious. I should look and see what they're rating other Bewitched episodes. I would give this like a 7.5, maybe a 7.9 like that. I would say of Bewitched episodes, it's a pretty high end Bewitched episode. Uh, So if you like Bewitched and you like Thanksgiving themed shows, then I think that's very high. (laughs) Who had the uh, must see performance in this episode? I think it goes to Samantha because Aunt Clara is fun, but she's also a little sad because it is sort of like the dangers of aging with magic are, you know, uncontrollable time travel. Yeah. Which is uh, teleporting in your sleep. Just yeah, it's a little like, um, you know, like Logan, um, Professor X and Logan, like we're getting down that path, which is, you know, makes me think sad thoughts. But uh, yeah, I think Samantha takes it because she's got the courtroom speech. She gets into the pilgrim mindset and vocabulary immediately and takes control. So so, yeah, I I would actually for once on one of these shows, the character actor does not steal the show. Yeah, I think. Samantha keeps Sorry, it. Phineas. Boom. Sorry, Phineas. <clears throat> I agree. Samantha is the must-see performer of the episode. Um, and lastly, must other people see this episode of television? I I think it's fun. If you like this kind of thing, then I think it's if I think it's fun. I especially think you right a chance, and especially right now, I think yes, I, exactly. It gets extra points right now for just being a fun little time capsule in a number of ways and fun kind of holiday themed entertainment and then afterwards read up on real pilgrim and the real thanksgiving guys like don't (laughs) let this uh i do wonder what they teach about thanksgiving now because i'm trying to remember like i just remember in elementary school we just make like pilgrim like things out of construction paper and that was the extent of what we learned about the first like you know you color in things and yeah what i learned about thanksgiving was very minimal because it was just like (laughs) hey you know, we sat down with the Native Americans and we ate. Let's make a turkey hand. Yeah, Let's make a paper hat out of, you know, looking like a pilgrim buckle. The end. And then later, you're just like, they didn't really have turkey. And that's <laughs> that was the, the next ending of it. And that's really all. So, yeah, it's and it's I think it's hard to. It's the problem is less the like story of Thanksgiving itself uh, and more of just like erasing the rest of the history of white people (laughs) in America, Uh, you know, of killing everybody, uh, all the natives (laughs) in America. Like that's uh, sometimes I'm kind of like the story itself. We will never really know what it is, but it does sound like there was a chance we did have three nice days where instead of being assholes, uh, the white people were like, hey, can you help us? And we'll try to help you however we can. And for three days, that kind of happened. And then they're like, great. Cool. The people born of us will murder you. Yep. Great. And and that's more, I would, I think, learning just more of that background, yeah. which I did learn later in school. I, I was, we learned about the Trail of Tears and we did, you know, I, I didn't, I do feel like I didn't, outside of elementary school, get as much of the like, just white people are good education as had been and sure it's certainly not um as diverse or like you know (laughs) in depth as it could be by any means but i mean i did then very quickly learn all the bad things we did do and how it was terrible (laughs) how we you know uh took over the west and and the colonies and all that kind of stuff so i so now i'm i hope that it's just even more in depth and inclusive and I think if you want to just take away the good part of Thanksgiving, you know, the good part of Thanksgiving is just like, it's a time to remember to be nice to people and be grateful for what you have. So, yeah, that's what I like about Thanksgiving. We don't, we can excise all of the, we can get rid of the, the fifth, the, the, the fairy tale and myth. Um, because yeah, but it's still a holiday and you still get two days off. Yeah, So that's nice. Like, do I want to quit getting two days off? No, let's let's make it our own new holiday and educate ourselves about the real past, but still enjoy the gifts that it has given us, i.e. a four day weekend, an excuse to eat potatoes. <laughs> what, I wish they would just announce uh, a holiday that's just like day off. 
We're just going to call it what it is. This is day off day. Oh, my God. I mean, Labor Day, I guess, is kind of that. Yeah, but, um, it's just called Day Off Day. Day Off Day, just like the best holiday of all. What do you really want? Not to work. Not it's to day have to do day. shit, please. That, was, that is my... Yeah, that sounds... COVID that sounds vaccine day good. is what I want. Anyway. Oh, my God. Well. Anyway, where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about, yes. you know, Thanksgiving and Bewitched? Talk about and Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah especially if you're interested in um freelance writing or how to find better side jobs if you're a creative person you can go to amberpetty.com or find me at amber n petty um on instagram amber like n like nicole amber n petty uh yeah so you can find me there and i do workshops and classes and things like that and again my email list i send out job openings so you get to see possibly apply for jobs and get a job which is Despite my anti-job <laughs> talk <laughs> with my uh, triumphant day off day, uh, having a job is good generally. So that's, money's that, nice. Maybe I can help. Money at the end of the day, money, money is, is nice. nice. Uh, well, thank you so much for Yay. coming on. That does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest Amber Petty for dropping by and talking about Bewitched with me next time. We're going to be in Christmas and I'm going to be discussing the I Love Lucy Christmas episode the I Love Lucy Christmas show uh, is in season six. It is episode 11 of season six. It's on DVD and CBS will probably air it on television. So you know what, listeners, just keep an eye out or just you do your uh, Google magic and uh, check it down. Until then, I want to hear from all of y'all. Follow Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram at Must Have Seen TV. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and everything uh, at, at Brett White. You can read the words that I write at Decider.com. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to all y'all for listening. And I'll see y'all next time on Must Have Seen TV. Thanks. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.